Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Pride, Tunes and Tumblers fam. Because we're still locked down in quarantine, today's guest Lucy Clearwater unfortunately wasn't able to share the studio with us. Stick around to the end of the episode to hear about what drinks she's been mixing up in quarantine, as well as an exclusive performance of her song, Feel Again. Cheers. Welcome to Tunes and Tumblr's Century Club by Atwood Magazine, your weekly shot of what's new in music. I'm your host, Anthony, and since the last time I checked, there's still a pandemic in full swing, so we're broadcasting live from the White House bunker with a shot size pairing and a special guest performance by folk singer-songwriter Lucy Clearwater to make your apocalypse go down smoothly. Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad business, even under quarantine, so I invited a couple of friends to sit down with me, and they are... Ryan, your music connoisseur. <laughs> the White House bunker. <laughs> I'm Pedro, your mixologist. <laughs> Thanks for joining me, gents. But before we get into today's pairing, let's swing by the news desk. As part of a coordinated effort, K-pop fans and teenage TikTok users scooped up tickets to President Trump's rally in Tulsa on June 20th, leaving almost 13,000 of the 19,000-seat arena empty. A tweet from the Trump campaign June 11th urged people to use their phones to register for the free tickets. K-pop fans shared the information and encouraged their followers to get tickets and then not show up for the rally. The plan quickly caught on on TikTok, where people followed their lead. We at Tunes and Tumblers have always warned people not to underestimate the BTS army, and here's your proof why. In festival news... San Francisco's annual Outside Lands Fest has officially canceled its 2020 showing as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic, but tickets for the 2021 festival are now on sale. Next year's version of the festival will take place from August 6th to 8th, 2021, with Tame Impala, Lizzo, Vampire Weekend, The 1975, Young Thug, Tyler the Creator, and The Strokes among the headliners. There is, of course, a huge if attached to this announcement, if being we have this pandemic under control. We don't advise you to hold your breath for that long, lovelies. Finally, country legacy trio and former Bush-era pariahs Dixie Chicks have changed their name to The Chicks in an apparent attempt to distance themselves from connotations to the Confederate-era South. The switch was not made with any kind of official announcement or explanation, but simply with the release of their new song, March March, on Thursday. 
Its lyrics and video reference current and past public protests involving racial justice, police brutality, gun violence, climate change, and LGBTQ rights. Notably, the video scrolls through the names of dozens of black victims of police brutality and those who died in racially motivated confrontations, including George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and Eric Garner. The list of names flash by for more than a full minute. Well, now that we're all caught up, let's get to that show. Ryan, what are we listening to today? Today we are listening to KLK, a single from Arca's brand new album, Kick Eye, on XL Recordings, which features the vocal stylings of Rosalia. Uh, described by some as cyberpunk-tinged reggaeton, the song is relentless and disorienting with the glitchy percussion characteristic of an Arca production. Ooh, that sounds like quite a departure for us. Pedro, are you up to the task to get us a pairing for this one? Dude, hell yes. Okay, so Arca, how do you even begin to describe this artist? Uh, musician, producer, uh, singer, performance artist, fashionista. There's so much to Arca. Um, and she's she's absolutely incredible. So when it came to figuring out a pairing for this, um, and given that it is Pride Month, I couldn't possibly... I couldn't possibly condense everything Arca is into one shot, so it's sort of eight shots, but they're all the same. So what we're doing for Arca is the rainbow shot, which we've mentioned, I think, once or twice before on the show. Um, so the rainbow shot is basically layered uh, grenadine, pineapple juice, rum, and a little blue curacao, and you pour it out over however many shots you can you, you, you do. I think we're, we're going to do eight. Um you pour it out and it changes color as it goes uh, all the way to the end from a red all the way to like a nice uh, bluish green um, and everything in between. And I think it perfectly encapsulates what Arca is. Arca is so fluid in everything she does in her art, in, in, in just her life, her whole personal lifestyle. She's, you know, she, she went from like non-binary to trans. She's, she's everything. Um, She's, she's sort of the epitome of, of, like an artist of the future. Um, and I, and I absolutely love that. She, she shifts medium, she shifts genres. She's, it's just incredible. So I think this, uh, I think this pairs well with, with her, her music, this song and, uh, pride month. So happy pride, everybody. Happy pride. And of course we're still not in the same room, but let's just give an imaginary cheers before we get into it. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers. I'm going to have to drink all of these by myself. Lucky duck. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, guys, happy Pride. By the time this comes out, we are on our last day of Pride. But um, it seems that uh, we didn't get a whole lot of opportunity to celebrate this year. Um, What with uh, the, the pandemic, of course, keeping us off the streets. And then... Of course, the uh, widespread protests for racial justice um, took center stage. And it seems that uh, LGBTQ pride kind of took a backseat this month. Uh, what do you guys make of that? I don't know if, if I mean, I definitely get what you mean, backseat, but I'm not sure it, it necessarily was like, I don't know if I could say it was like dimmed in any way. You know what I mean? I think that just the focus shifted. Um, Mm. where, whereas, you know, normally pride month is, is a time of celebration and, and honoring, um, 
honoring everyone who you know came before who fought for rights of lgbtq plus people um and i think what it was it wasn't necessarily like the the focus sort of shifted from let's party for you know this entire month and have a really good time to let's help those who are still struggling and do it with pride um and i think that's sort of that sort of is like the best way to celebrate pride month you know what i mean um yeah so i don't know if i'd say it was like it took a backseat i think it just sort of shifted in in the in the focus of of it yeah i think our generation isn't used to pride looking like this we're used to the the colors and the celebration and often we forget that the very first pride was a riot the stonewall riot yep started by uh trans women of color against the police on the night that judy garland died but that could be a whole podcast of its own yeah (laughs) i think we should just move it to july or august those months are open Yep. <laughs> I mean, we could just celebrate Pride year round. Let's, I mean, I'm down for that too. We just do what I'm doing. Because I've been in quarantine for three months now, I have moved my birthday three months in the future. I am not turning <laughs> 31 in 2020. It's, it's going to happen in next year. Right now, I have become a Cancer. I'm no longer a Libra. My star <laughs> chart is completely different. And you can, I don't care what any of our, uh, any of our astrologist uh, listeners have to say about that. This is this is my identity. Don't at him. Congratulations. Don't at me. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but let's talk Arca. I, you know, this is my first um, encounter with this artist. And in the process of doing research for this episode, I found that she is a fascinating multi-hyphenate. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, Pedro singer fashionista performance artist dj it seems like she has um kind of encompassed like this entire unique persona um do you guys have like uh more of a background in knowing this artist than i do i'd like to turn it over to you to talk about her i mean i'm fairly i I sort of came to her fairly recently too um but but I had like sort of heard about her a little bit and just sort of how uh, sort of out there, like out of the box she is. And I mean, yeah, it's it's it just seems like she's such a creative force. She can't like possibly be contained to one medium. So I, I just think she's it's that's awesome. I think last night I sent you guys a review in Vogue of that performance art piece that she did in New York where she was like laying on top of like an uh, an overturned car and how that like harkened back to like an accident that she was in and i don't know like i i have never been to those types of interactive uh immersive theater experiences and who knows when i'll get the chance to do it but it's just always <laughs> been something that i've wanted to do what about you ryan how did you first come across this artist uh, my first introduction to arco was on kanye west's yeezus album um, I was really struck by a lot of the kind of really intense, distorted, glitchy production that was featured on a lot of the tracks. Um, Arca was on, I think, Send It Up, Blood on the Leaves, uh, I'm In It, um, which were some of my favorite songs off that album. And there's like a murderer's row of producers on that album, you know? Gasafelstein, mm-hmm. um you know, Hudson Mohawk, Lunas, all these people. But I think Arco really brought something 
special and um, really, really defined that album. And so that was my first introduction. So I started following what she was doing from then. And she had been signed to Mute Records and XL, which are some of my favorite labels. And um, yeah, really, really challenging music, really forward thinking. In some ways, this is actually as challenging as this song is. It's actually um, pretty straightforward in a lot of way, a lot of ways compared to what Ark has done before. Yeah, um, I think what struck me immediately is the reggaeton influence. And reggaeton isn't a genre that I normally gravitate towards, but I like how it brings together like a lot of... Um, a lot of like uh indigenous sounds um she was saying that her use of the sub bass in there invokes an instrument called the furuko which is played via friction of a rod attached to a large drum head and when it's rubbed it produces this big sub bass pulse that makes the tempo for uh a a she calls it gaita which i think is a a typical venezuelan type of music and you can kind of like once you know that you can kind of feel it it feels like almost intuition. You want to kind of get into the, the the groove of it almost immediately, even if it doesn't sound like anything that you've ever heard before. Yeah. Well, I think like uh, it being, you know, very reggaeton inspired is interesting because even like for me personally, you know, reggaeton's great and it's awesome to dance to, love it. But sometimes it gets very hard to distinguish between one song and another. It it mm. it can tend to be a little one note, like of one note um with with a lot of songs but this one you could easily pick out of a lineup and i think it would like it could easily easily be placed in a reggaeton playlist but you would you would definitely like recognize it in in the mix of everything oh yeah else. i uh i played it for my family last night when i was uh in the middle of doing research and when the song was over my mom just looks at me she's like well that was something <laughs> oh that's yeah, this... cute see that i like <laughs> i my favorite thing about this was um you know if you were to play this for me without telling me who the featured artist was i don't think i'd be able to tell um obviously rosalia is on this who's a who's a huge superstar but when i was listening to it i was like wow arca really like pulled everything she did apart like layered it like broke it up and she pretty much let him was down for whatever you know mm-hmm. and it's kind of chopped up to the point of almost unrecognizability you know mm-hmm. um so i was really impressed with that really genius collaboration yeah she like almost ambushes you with the sounds in this thing like you're surrounded mm-hmm. just by like this like all these different noises but like it oh i, I love it ambush yeah, is a it great just kind word. of it just, yeah, it crashes into your sensibilities and knocks you off guard, but in such a good way. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, especially, you know, this time of the year, we're getting to the end of, of Pride Month, but uh, dance music and EDM had its origins in the gay nightlife scene of the 70s. Like, disco emerged out of queer culture. Mm-hmm. Um like disco records started being um, propagated because of DJs like Larry Levin and Frankie Knuckles who took uh, the music that they were hearing at these after hours loft parties and bringing them to like the clubs where they were DJing. And that's, you know, disco turned into like house, turned into acid house, turned into trance. And people often forget that. 
Like this is like we're 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 here and we're celebrating this culture that a lot of people don't realize um birthed a lot of their favorite music. Yeah, exactly. Um I think it's important to know when you're at a rave where all that came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Peter, uh, the author Peter Shapiro in his book, The Secret History of Disco, has a quote where he says, uh, the discotheque and discontent go together like glitter balls and rhinestones. And I think that sums it up pretty well. He talks about how kind of this genre really could have only emerged from the dark underground of a society teetering on the brink of collapse. I, I feel like there's plenty of people who would make the argument that disco is sort of like disco and genres like it are sort of empty and meaningless when really they are like they were birthed out of something so important and like impactful like these huge events and i think people need to know that i i think like you can't possibly just disregard these genres because you don't think they're important they're very important absolutely and it's june 30th last day of pride but let's carry this over into july put on some arca start dancing and remember that even though we're under quarantine like we're still here we're still human and we're still having a great time amen amen but before we say goodbye do you guys have anything you want to plug this week i am doing a radio show now that uh airs on kcsb 91.9 fm that you can stream at kcsb.org it's called the occurrence and it focuses on songs related to the paranormal ufo crypto country astrobilly etc etc and it airs every saturday from 8 to 10 p.m pacific standard time so um feeling like a little escapism you can uh you can head over there and listen that sounds awesome i actually heard it last night and he is not kidding it's a great time it was so good thank you uh, what about you, Pedro? Do you have anything to plug? Um, let me think. Well, um, with all the extra time on my hands, I've been uh, doing a lot more creative work, like as far as art and graphic design go. Um, if uh, I, I don't know if anybody knows, but I do the I also do the like graphics for the podcast, the logo, and all that stuff. Um, I've done it. So if you want to check any of that out, or maybe have something you want to work on together, uh, you can check out um, Jimmy Christian on Instagram, just at Jimmy Christian. And what have I been up to? I mean, I've been uh, writing a lot for Atwood Magazine, trying to keep busy. Uh, If you want to see what I do in my day job, even though it's not really happening right now, I just had a (laughs) short film come out on uh, Vimeo, and it's a Vimeo staff pick that I did the audio for. It's called Step Daddy. Um, And it stars peter gallagher from uh from the oc so if you've got you know a uh, a hankering for for some some real daddy content head on over and watch step daddy <laughs> on vimeo oh i just remember something else can i drop it in yeah drop it so i was in a short film last year um we we went through production and everything and it finally came out this year um and it is it, it it's it's a great short film. It brings uh, awareness to sort of sex trafficking in America, um, especially given uh, with the Black Lives Matter movement and everything. It was really important, especially since most of the victims of sex trafficking, a, a great portion of them are black women um, and also black black uh, men, young men. 
Um, so this short film um, has been working to sort of bring awareness to that. And they've been working with organizations like Journey Out um, and a couple of others to just sort of help uh, raise funds, maybe just bring awareness if people want to start volunteering to help in any way they can. So uh, you can check them out uh, on Instagram, at uh, Circuit Short Film, uh, all over case, one word. Um, check them out. Uh, you can find a link to it. Watch the film itself. Um, just noted that it's, it does uh, have some maybe uh, there is some there is some sensitive material in it. So uh, watch with caution. Um, and you can check out any resources they have on there as well. So please check that out. Well, I think with that, it's time to say farewell. Thank you for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast. Be sure to like the show and Atwood on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by the fabulous Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. And we have a special guest joining us all the way from the other side of the internet. She is a friend of the pod who just released her debut EP, I had the pleasure of seeing her live before the pandemic hit, and I hope many of you will get the chance to, if and when, we're free from our bunkers. Gentlemen, please join me in toasting Lucy Clearwater. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, Tunes and Tumblers. My name is Lucy Clearwater. Thank you so much for having me. First off, happy Pride to all my beautiful LGBTQ friends and community. Um, I just want to say I see you, I hear you, I love you, and I'm so proud to call myself an ally of the LGBTQ community. Um, A drink that I have been enjoying during quarantine um, has been honestly mainly just tequila. Um, tequila by itself tequila with um i don't know probably the weirdest thing that i've mixed it with was v8 juice um it was very much like a last resort kind of scenario it was the only kind of drink i had that was somewhat of a juice in the fridge um but yeah i would just say tequila tequila with lime and salt um or mix it with some v8 it was kind of weird though so i wouldn't really recommend that um but yeah that would be my quarantine drink (laughs) and i'm gonna play a song for you guys this is off of my most recent ep that i released uh, about a month ago it's called feel again and this is the title track off of the ep and i hope you like it thanks for listening Lying here oh, oh, oh. And
Okay.